You're listening to The Real Reese. Welcome to my podcast, The Real Reese. My name is Reese, and I'll be your host throughout every single one of these episodes. And there has just been a lot going on in my personal life over the last few weeks that I don't even want to get into right now. (laughs) But uh, I do apologize for the long wait between uploads and not providing an update as to why. But just know that I'm going to get with Busy Brian and we're going to finish our The Last of Us discussions after the finale drops on Sunday. Um, We have episode five recorded. We just have to get the rest done. But I think that once we once we finish those, I will wrap up season one of The Real Reese and I will focus on, you know, just the stuff that's going on in my my own life. Um, I think season two will likely begin with part two of my Mike Flanagan discussion I did with my other group. They also have some things going on in their personal lives, too. So whenever it's convenient for all of us, we'll pick it back up and we'll finish the remaining three parts that we promised you guys for that. But. That's the future, and this is now. Today, I'm here to rank all six Scream movies and also give my review of Scream 6 once I get to its placement on the list. Um, If you didn't know, the Scream franchise is my favorite movie franchise of all time, and the Scream movie that I have in first place is actually my favorite movie of all time. So, this series is just near and dear to my heart, and I have been waiting a long, long time to have an excuse to rank all these movies that I just have adored when I was growing up um and I won't waste any more of your time let's just get to the list at number six I have a very very controversial pick being Scream 2 now don't get me wrong I still very much so like Scream 2 you can even say that I love Scream 2 because I do to a certain extent um I also don't think that it's the worst movie in the franchise but it's certainly the least rewatchable and the least enjoyable to me personally when I'm rewatching the movies and I'm kind of marathoning them, um, this is usually the one that I just have on in the background where I kind of just, you know, just do other things like scroll through my phone or, you know, whatever the case may be. This is the one that I kind of pay the least attention to. Um, <clears throat> the whole Scream series kind of rests on the shoulders of whatever meta commentary they're tackling in that movie. Scream 1's commentary was just on the horror genre in general. Um, Scream 3 was about trilogies. Scream 4 was about reboots. Scream 5 was about requels. And Scream 6 was about the sequel to that requel, or franchises, if you will. Um, they also have little subcategories thrown in there as well. It's usually like intertwined with the killer's motives, the killer's motives for the killings they do. Like uh, in Scream 5, it was the toxic fandom of these movie franchises so you know just for an example um the problem with scream 2 is that its commentary is simply about sequels but all the other movies are also about sequels as well because it's not the first movie and it's not that being simply about sequels is bad in itself it's also literally unavoidable If if we wanted to build this franchise based off of that kind of format then the second movie was inevitably going to be about simply sequels, you know? And they have a few lines thrown in the movie that's kind of like, does any sequel truly pass the original? Of course, it's like a cheeky remark, but I think it was a, a genuine concern whether they felt they can live up to the magic that Scream 1 was, the big success that it was. Um, 
And where I have a problem with Scream 2 is that it's just too much of a blatant sequel. Even though it has its reasons for being such, I think it's a bit a bit too far um, leaning towards the first movie. <clears throat> I think Scream 2 played it safe. It's like I said, it's just super close to the first movie, but it lacks the charm and like the sheer freshness of it naturally, right? And you can argue that for all the other movies as well, but at least they had enough differences to like accommodate for that lack of the the lack of charm essentially. Um, I still think Scream 2 is very well written, it's super consistent and tight with its plot, and it has some great moments. Um, if I was basing this list simply off of how consistent the the movie overall was I think Scream 2 would probably be number one it has some great moments I think the opening kill was fantastic it could be in the running for my favorite opening of all the movies um, it, all, it also has a very one of the most tense moments of all the movies with that car scene uh, <laughs> the one where Sydney had to climb over over Ghostface to, to crawl out the window now was it kind of stupid that she didn't remove the mask Yes, it was it was kind of dumb, but when I first watched that movie, I wasn't even a teenager yet. I was like 10, I think, so I just know I was clenched during that whole segment, and that feeling of anxiety is what I remember and what I love the most about that scene, not the logistics of it, but Scream 2 is great, but it's a bit too safe and a bit too similar to the original without being nearly as good, in my opinion. At number five, I have what many consider to be the worst of the movies, and that is Scream 3. Um, I also consider this to be the worst of the movies. <laughs> it's Like I said, I didn't think Scream 2 was the worst movie. It's not. It's just the least enjoyable. Scream 3 is very enjoyable, but it's also kind of poorly written in a way. Now, don't get me wrong, I cut Scream 3 a lot of slack because of just how much was going on behind the scenes with this movie. Um, I, it had to be rewritten a few times. The first time was because of the very unfortunate and sad event that happened at Columbine earlier that year in 1999, um, the Columbine shootings. I think the original part was that Stu Mocker didn't die in Scream 1. He was supposed to return. He was supposed to be leading this like cult of Ghostface killers. Now, I'm not sure if the the killers were going to be in high school or they were just at that young adult age and kind of in a school environment overall. So they had to cut it because, you know, it would just be in very poor taste to release a movie like that after what Colorado and the rest of the United States had just gone through earlier that year. Um, that was the first time it was rewritten. The second time was because I think the plot got, the, the new plot had got leaked somewhere somehow and they had to rewrite again in order to keep that from you know being spoiled and then i think they rewrote it again after that i think it got rewritten three times maybe more i'm not sure um <clears throat> i also think it was the only one that wasn't written by kevin williamson who wrote the first two um well it was the only one not written by him up until scream five i think i'm pretty sure kevin williamson wrote scream four but don't quote me on that Anyway, it was just a lot going on behind the scenes. But Scream 3, it, it's a fun movie, you know? I forgive it for all of its flaws because of just what had to happen in order for that movie to even be released. It's a miracle that we even got it with all those those different backstage problems. Um, 
I think it's the it it's not <laughs> uh, I don't how do I say this? I love this movie, but like I said, it's just not the best. It, the whole commentary for this one was just about trilogies. Um, wrapping up the series, letting it be the conclusion, things that you didn't know were revealed to you and things that you thought you knew were either confirmed or denied during this epic conclusion to this to these chapters we've been living. Um, we got, I think they said bigger, bigger kill count and the killer is damn near unstoppable. You got to decapitate him, freeze him, or blow him up or something like that. Uh, it, it was just a lot. And it has some pretty goofy ideas in there. The voice changer that can just mimic anyone's voice way back in 2003, I think is when it came out. Something like that. That technology barely exists now. And if it does exist, it's not in a portable form like that. So that the movie just went out of reality there. But it's so goofy that I I hate it so much that I love it. You know, that, that's kind of how I feel about Scream 3 overall. It has the most unique feel of all six movies, in my opinion. Like, when I'm getting ready to watch Scream 3, I, ha I changed my entire vibe that I had when I watched Scream 1 and Scream 2. And then I also, it's also different from, you know, watching Scream 4 through 6. Um, it, it just has a unique feel. I'm glad that it's not an extension of Scream 1. It's its own individual installment of the Scream franchise. So I, I respect Scream 3 for doing what it could with what it what it had, you know. At number four, I have Scream 5 or Scream 2022 or just Scream, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so this came out 11 years after Scream 4. And I think most of us fans just assumed that the franchise was done with this chapter and these characters and that if Scream ever ever got picked back up again, it would just kind of go the route that the TV series went, which had completely different characters. Um, I'm pretty sure it's in like a different universe altogether. I don't think the events of the movies happened in the series, as far as I know. So, if we ever got another Scream movie, that's kind of what we assumed. But most of us assumed that Scream in general was just done, because we lost, um, we lost Wes Craven between Scream 4 and Scream 5. And um, I think Scream 4 was the last movie that he directed in general, not just from the Scream franchise. I think that was his last movie, period. Um, also, Nev Campbell said that she didn't want to return without Wes directing the movies. And, you know, like I said, we just all assumed that Scream 4 was going to be the last one because of that. <clears throat> and then, lo and behold, we get an announcement that Radio Silence was going to be continuing the franchise and that the legacy characters were going to return. Those being um, Sydney, Gail, Dewey, Martha, and Judy. Um, and our new cast of characters are all of, not all, but most of our new cast of characters were in some kind of relation to the legacy characters. Like Chad and Mindy were um, Randy's niece and nephew, and Martha's um, son and daughter. Wes is um, Judy's son. Vince is related to Stu, I think it's his nephew or something. Uh, and Sam, our new final girl, is the daughter of Billy Loomis, which is just insane. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy. But it all fits together without it being too unrealistic. Like, Woodsboro isn't the biggest place, I would imagine. And I would assume that the family uh, the family of all these 
different people that's been involved with these these different events over the years would have some sort of like acquaintance with each other in a way um and for the movie being set so far apart from screen four i didn't know what to expect from it but luckily what we got delivered to us was very well done um i love screen five the whole commentary on requels and like the new rules that go along with the the revival of a franchise and like the the new trilogy of a franchise was cool um mindy was the new randy as she used his his niece so she did all the rules and we had a really cool scene where we just kind of went past um we just went through all the characters to kind of detail their likelihood of being the killer and who's safe and who's probably going to die and it was just a really good scene i really liked that scene it was at um at mindy and chad's house um but yeah i knew characters they all did the roles really well and chad and wes are some of my favorite characters in the entire franchise i think wes is probably my fourth favorite and chad is my fifth and when we get to screen six uh i have so much to say about chad i'm really really happy with the way they went with his character but uh screen five yeah the, the legacy characters weren't underused or overused they were just they were in it as much as they needed to be i felt i think some people felt like they didn't utilize them to the extent that they could have and maybe that's true a little bit but i personally don't think that we needed too much of our legacy characters we got four movies with them let the new cast of characters come in and just have the the legacy characters kind of guiding them or kind of just washing over them from a distance and that's kind of what they did um unfortunately we lost dewey who was my favorite character in the whole franchise uh, <laughs> so uh, when I, i'll get to my number two and number three later on but yeah dewey was my favorite and i think because of his death i just have like a a somewhat natural kind of like bias against the movie if i if that one thing didn't happen i probably would have it in um in second place i mean sorry in uh in third place but uh yeah that's the one thing i just don't like about this movie but he had a pretty cool death overall i don't think he died for nothing um it advanced the plot forward it you know it's, it's what it is um but yeah I love this movie so much. It was great. It was a proper revival of the series, and I was super excited to see what the following movies were going to bring to this new trilogy. Also, shout out to Jack Quaid. Um, Richie, he killed that role. I, I actually really liked Richie. He's definitely in my top ten. I was, I was really upset when Richie was the killer because I wanted him to continue on in this franchise. But hey, it, it is what it is. <laughs> Alright, I'm actually recording this on a different day, so sorry if the audio quality changed a bit. But, <laughs> at number three, it was a hard choice between where I was going to put it here, um, between number three and number two. But, for my number three, I'm going to put Scream 6, the newest release. Um, I just watched Scream 6 two days ago, and I loved it, man. It was, I think it was better than what I was expecting. I was, I, I had high expectations, but... I, I didn't know if it was going to pass Scream 5 for me. Um, and it actually did. It did it with swimming colors, I would say. Um, some of the pros of the movie. The opening kill was great. They teased something that the fans have been wanting for a long time. And that was to have us know who Ghostface was throughout the entirety of the movie. Now, of course, that didn't happen. We got the reveal of who 
Ghostface was, and then he got killed <laughs> pretty much immediately after. But just the fact that they thrown that in there just for us to like, you know, for, just throw it, threw it in there for us um, for fan service was great. Um, open to kill the the atmosphere. I loved the New York City setting. It was way different than anything we have had before. I know um, Scream Three took it to L.A., which is a big a big city, but we didn't have that big city vibe. Everything was still kind of I don't I don't know the word for it. It it was condensed, and we most of the time was spent you know just with our main characters, not out and about and seeing like a whole lot of different people and you know different environments. <clears throat> In this movie though, we see a lot of people. You know, it's it's New York. We go to the bodega. We're on the subway. We're in all these various different locations, the college campus, the house party, all of that. It's just a lot of different locations, a lot of people. And it's it still feels condensed, but in the best way possible. It feels very claustrophobic. You know, it everything's tight together. That subway scene is one of the most tense scenes of all the movies, I would say. I think it's right up there with um, the Scream 2, um, when Sydney has to crawl over Ghostface. I think it's up there with that it may pass that it may be the most tense moment ever in the screen movie loved it um uh our, our core four our cast of characters tara mindy chad and um sam they're great i think people had a lot of complaints about sam the last time around but i think they were actually really like her this time she is better written um i never had a problem with melissa's performance but she's also um, better performance wise this time around and that's the same with everybody Chad, Mindy and um, Tara as well Jenna Ortega is great of course um, we actually get to know Tara more this time too I know for me personally last time I feel like we didn't get to see Tara like interact with the other characters as much it was kind of just all with Sam and of course she was around in the final act and we got to see her talk to other characters but she didn't really get to interact with them throughout the you know the duration of the, the movie and even with amber amber was supposed to be her best friend we didn't get too much of that but i'm glad this time we got to see tara in like a, a actual social environment um <laughs> mindy was the most consistent between the two movies she's pretty much the same as she was in screen five which was great because i loved her she's the new randy she explains the new franchise rules and everything she does it perfectly she takes that role just she runs with it every time and i'm glad that she's here and chad is my favorite of the core four um i don't know man mason Gooden just has this like charisma about him that's super super intriguing to watch on screen and i'm glad that we got like a new lead a new male lead that's just a strong male but also is also but like it's also the the glue that holds everything together too so um, I think that's it for my pros. The only cons I have, I only have one con really. Oh wait, another pro. Um, Kirby returned. I'm, I'm not the biggest Kirby fan. I, I like I like her a lot, and I love Hayden Panettiere, but I'm not the biggest Kirby fan. I'm glad she came back around though. It's always cool to see the legacy characters. That's my last pro. All right. Uh, <laughs> the only con I think that's holding this movie back from being my number two is, although it's tense. And I really like the new environment and how frantic it kind of feels. It's, I, I think the characters get by a bit too conveniently a lot of the times. Um, Chad, although Chad is my favorite, I did not want him to die. 
he got stopped like 60 times and he was fine at the end. It's another Dewey situation. He's a new Dewey and they're obviously throwing that in our, <clears throat> in our face. But, you know, it just kind of takes out the stakes a little bit. I am definitely not one of those people to think everyone needs to die in order for a movie or a TV show to have stakes. I've said that multiple times. I'm not of that kind of belief. But, you know, when everybody gets stabbed a bunch of times and they all make it out at the end, it does make it feel like it's kind of like whatever. You know, it's kind of for nothing. But it's it's a nitpick. I don't care. It's This movie is fantastic. If I had to pick something to be a flaw, that would be it. Um, and, of course, the elephant in the room being Nev Campbell's absence. I honestly didn't really feel it. I didn't miss Sydney. She is having a a good time off screen. You know, she's with her kids, with her family, in a safe place. And that's good enough for me. I don't have to see Sydney every movie. And this movie shows that we don't need Sydney every time. Um, Gail comes back around, a legacy character, the only legacy character that's been in every single movie so far. <clears throat> Other than Roger L. Jackson, who is the voice of Ghostface, of course one of the best voices of all time honestly <laughs> but um but yeah i didn't miss sydney's presence and i'm glad that she got to take a a break in universe um nev campbell i don't i don't know the situation entirely <clears throat> about why she's not here but i'm sure she also enjoys the the time off and getting to see that the movie is still flourishing even though she's not directly involved in it so scream six great fantastic movie easily like a I'll say like an 8.5 out of 10, and my number two, I would say, is a 9 out of 10. But I love Scream 6, man. And I'm going to rewatch it again um, probably this weekend if I have the time. Um, <clears throat> I want to go see it in 4D this time in the IMAX theater that we have out here. I just saw it like directly away. And that while it was great and it was still a good time, I do want to experience it for all that it is. So, yeah, number three, Scream 6. All right, in my number two spot, I have Scream 4. Um, I've always said that Scream 4 is the best sequel, and I still think that's the case. Although Scream 6 comes very, very close to taking that status. But Scream 4 is just something special, man. I remember having to... I, I went to the movies to see this, and I was way too young to watch it. And I remember <laughs> I remember having to watch it... Um, with my mom and my mom left the theater so i was there with another with a friend of mine we were watching that alone and she went to go watch another movie because she don't like scary movies so i was scared shitless in that theater watching this movie but it was fantastic i loved it um i still think scream i i'm, I'm a bit biased towards this movie because it was Wes craven's last film that he directed so that alone kind of puts it above the others for me but i also think this movie has the best killer reveal Jill being the killer was the most surprising to me out the entire series by far. It's not even close. I think Scream One would have surprised me, but I had already known that Billy Loomis and Stu Marker were the killers before I watched the movie, because I was not a Scream fan growing up originally. So I had seen all the reveals over the years beforehand. This was the first one that I actually saw. Bef that I um I well I didn't know Scream Three's killer either but I just wasn't as interested in that. But this is the first one that I saw completely fresh. And having Jill be the killer, the girl, the person that I thought was going to be the, the new final girl was just a big shock to me, man. I thought Jill was going to be the main character <laughs> and that um, the new trilogy was going to be focused around her and, you know, her 
the friends that she had left, which wasn't any except for Kirby, but I didn't know Kirby survived back then. Anyway, Jill's reveal surprised me more than anything. Um, and she almost got away with it too. Ain't that crazy? He got so close to having the ghost face that was going to get away with the crime that <laughs> they committed over the movie. That was going to be the first time and she got extremely close. And I actually thought that they were going to go through with it because we didn't know what was coming after Scream 4. Um, by the time that this movie released, I think Wes Craven was still alive, but we, we just didn't know. We didn't know this was going to be the last one, like a final hurrah for everything. And that's still what we thought even a few years later because, you know, Wes Craven passed away after this film debuted. So we really thought this was going to be the last. Um, and I think it just would have been amazing to have Ghostface walk out and be the winner for once in this franchise. <laughs> but uh, it didn't happen that way. And I'm still perfectly happy with the way it did end because even the the beginning, the opening sequence was at the time my favorite opening sequence. Um, now it's not. Now I kind of put more respect on the original's opening kill and um, Scream 2's opening kill. And Scream 6 is open to kill as well. But it, it, at one point in time, this was my favorite with the, the various fake outs um, and not knowing which kill was going to be the real open to kill. So that was great. This movie was also just ahead of its time with the whole social media and like this social, <clears throat> the social popularity side of things. Um, this was 2011. None of this social media stuff was as big as it is now back then, but it kind of predicted the future of how demented some of these um creators are going to get trying to achieve internet fame and some of the the drastic things they were going to do and scream for just nailed it perfectly 10 years before you know it reached that kind of um <clears throat> that 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 peak of internet degeneracy <laughs> um scream for I don't have any cons for this movie, really. I just think that what I have at number one, which is the original Scream, that I'm going to get to soon, I just think that movie just... It just does everything better than the rest of the sequels. But um, I don't have any cons for this movie. I loved every second of it. Scream 4, if had this been the last Scream movie, I would have been perfectly fine with the way everything went. But luckily, we got Scream 5 and Scream 6, and they turned out just as good as Scream 4 did, but it's just, it's just something special about this movie, man. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and of no surprise to anyone, my favorite Scream movie of all time is the original, Scream 1996. I'm not even going to talk long about this. Um, Scream, we all know, we all know, it just has this feel to it that has yet to be replicated in any of the sequels. It, it's so... It, every time I rewatch this movie, I get this super nostalgic feeling. Though I wasn't alive in 1996 and wasn't even wasn't even thought of in 1996, <laughs> um, it just has a very nostalgic feeling. Like it, it feels like the 90s, and I never got to experience the 90s. I don't know what it is about it, but it was the start of not the start, but it was like the beginning of all these amazing actors' careers. Jamie Kennedy, Nev Campbell, um, Courtney Cox was best known for friends at the time but this was also like a big a big project for her that kind of skyrocketed her into what she is now um david arcat is it, it, it's just Stu, uh matthew lillard who played who went on to play shaggy and he's had a great career since this movie it was like the start ski Ulrich, we got to see all these people where they began and what an amazing movie it was for them to start with <clears throat> 
this was Wes Craven's new slasher. I, I'm very curious to see how people responded to um, to this movie originally when they knew that Wes Craven was the director, but it wasn't going to be a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I'm really curious to what the um, <clears throat> what the overall like reception was to that announcement because I'd imagine people were a bit apprehensive towards this movie to start off with. And by the time they went to the movies and saw it, it just completely turned everything on its head and they loved this movie because Scream is, if I'm not mistaken, I think Scream was at one point the highest grossing horror movie ever. I, I think that was until um, the Halloween remake came out. Um, no, not the remake. I think it was the first thing to overpass this, but I'm pretty sure that as far as slashers go, Scream 1 was the highest grossing movie until Halloween 2018 came out. I think that's correct. But if I'm wrong, you know I'm wrong. But um, yeah, man, Scream. I just, it's my favorite movie of all time. Not just my favorite Scream movie. It's literally my favorite movie of all time. I know everything about this movie, the behind the scenes, you know, who almost played what characters, what happened in that process to change things up. The trivia to Scream is, like, etched into my brain at this point. <laughs> and I love this movie. It's done so much for me as a horror fan. And I've wanted to make horror movies because of this movie. Um, I, I owe so much to Scream as far as my creativity goes. And Wes Craven, rest in peace, man. You were one of the biggest inspirations to me as a as, as a writer as a, a filmmaker as everything creative wise i owe so much to Wes craven and to this movie but guys that was my list um all the screen movies ranked from worst to best but there is no worse scream 2 is my least favorite and it's still an amazing movie um i don't have a worse screen movie they're all fantastic <clears throat> but yeah um coming out next would be my last of us the the rest of the last of us um commentary tracks with busy brian and then i think i'm gonna wrap the season up after that because i'm dealing with a lot in my personal life so i gotta focus on that stuff but guys it's been a fun ride expect these videos popping out pretty soon um but until then thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the real reese if you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.